here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham. With me is Damon McDonald. Damon, how's it going? We are good. Uh, already well into World Tag League. We're into the voting for the Super J Cast Awards. That's uh, underway. That was released last week. Um, both Joel and I have, have very busy schedules today. It's unbelievable. But we found time to squeeze in a show for our loyal listeners. And so... Uh, yeah, let's hop right on in. Why don't we? Yeah, if anyone notices the audio quality being slightly echoey down mine, that's because I'm podcasting from my living room because I really wanted to watch Bournemouth versus Arsenal, which is due to start in about 25 minutes, and it's a pretty big game for us. So uh, forgive me for that, if you will. Um, Damon, have you got your votes in for our year-end awards yet? Have you voted yes, on our ballot? I absolutely did. Um, I, and, and truth be told, um, when I first got the ballot, I was I tested it, so I didn't give a lot of thought, but I kind of had ideas of who it was. But I used a different account <laughs> to, for that my actual vote, but then my actual vote I put in um, uh, the day of. So yes, my votes are being counted. Are yours? Well, yeah, yeah. I did put in my votes, first of all, like you, I was just sort of doing it quickly to check whether or not it worked. And then I realized that those were counting as my actual votes. So I went back, deleted them, and I haven't put in my official Ooh. votes yet because it's too difficult, Damon. I can't decide. That, I simply cannot decide. There, there are a lot of categories that are, that are like that. And we've gotten feedback from what I and I've gotten personal text message feedback of, of that being the case. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's something where I don't think... I don't think it's really something that you could just sit down and just pop out. You know what I mean? Just bang, 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 bang. Easy peasy, done. Not to say that it's entirely difficult, but there are more than a few categories where you got to put your thinking cap on and be like, okay, let me really sort this one out because um, there, are, there are a lot of contenders or in, in, in one category's case, there's a lot of contenders that are thumbs down that, you know, you really want your vote to stick and you really want it to count and... Uh, it's an important thing uh, for the year-end awards. So, yeah, I mean, it's not something that you could just barrel right through. Sometimes you may have to put on your thinking caps. But uh, I urge everyone to do it early. I think – what did we give an official date of when we were going to cut the cord on this? Um, usually it's in the middle of December, um, so before the Christmas time week um, so that we have time to tabulate all the votes and then – Usually, it's either the show before Wrestle Kingdom or the show after Wrestle Kingdom we do the year-end. I'd like to have it before. So, um, I know we're doing this on the air, a production meeting, but 
I'm thinking like the middle of, of December is when we're going to cut it. And that's only a couple of weeks away. So I would urge you to get your votes in now while you're thinking of it. Yeah, because I think we want to have two separate shows, one for the year-end awards and one for our Wrestle Kingdom preview. So maybe if we sort of figure out the calendar based on that. Um, but in the meantime, shall I just quickly touch on who is leading the pack in each of the categories, David? Yeah, again, I don't, we don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I don't think it's a spoiler, but I like to give, uh, as we like to call it here, uh, early returns to, to kind of give trends on how people are voting and kind of uh, which ones might be closer than others. So, uh, yeah, Joel, what, what, do we, what do we got? Just an eyeball. You don't have to give numbers, but you know, who's, who's, who's doing well and who's doing poorly, we'll say. I'll start off by saying if you haven't voted yet, pause the podcast and go and do it. The ballot link is pinned to our Twitter page. So go twitter.com forward slash the Super Jakecast and get your votes in. We've got 280 responses so far. So uh, at the moment, rest of the year. Uh, also, the caveat to this is I'm only going to be talking about the first place votes. And obviously, once we've tabulated first, second and third, then the overall winners are going to look slightly different. So just eyeballing first place votes at the moment. We got for rest of the year, uh, Kenny Omega is leading the pack at the moment and he's followed closely by Hiroshi Tanahashi. So it looks like those two guys are going to be contesting rest of the year, at least based on looking at the first place votes. OK, and does that for shock you at all? Does that shock you at all? Yeah, I'm surprised that so many people have voted for Kenny, given that uh, there have been some complaints about uh, the quality of his matches since winning the title. But um, definitely he had a really good G1 and everything that he did prior to the G1 was stellar as well. So I'm not totally stunned, but I thought we'd see more love uh, spread across from other people, other wrestlers that were in the conversation. You know, your, your Tanahashi's, Ibushi's, Ishii's, guys like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's the, those, the, the last two that you named were the names that I kind of thought would be uh, much closer, I guess. Um, it, it, I, maybe not Omega being number one right now. And again, it's early. I mean, uh, we just released it last week, and, and there's always – we always get a big push late, Joel, just FYI, always. Um, people kind of think about their picks – you know, they just don't get to it. Life gets in the way. Um, so we usually get a big push at the end. But, it, you know, I think that the one that surprises me is, is Tanahashi in second so far. I mean, he's had a great year. Don't get me wrong. But I just think, you know, I remember last week when we were talking about this and it was like, you know, we had mentioned until you had brought up, you know, it was kind of a low key first half of the year for Tanahashi and everybody kind of you know, hangs their hat on his G1 performance being the thing that put him over the top. He had a consistent year all year. A little, again, a low-key one, but but consistent. Um, and I don't know if that got as much buzz as the, excuse me, the uh, Abushis and the Ishis um, and their spectacular performances. So, um, yeah, a little, a little shocking. All right, where, uh, what else we got? All right, so for match of the year, first place, Miles in front is the uh, obviously the two out of three falls at Dominion, Okada against Omega. Uh, no one's coming close to that one in terms of first place votes. So I'll be surprised if that one changes because uh, that's our favorite right now. Well, I think that's a, I you know, of all the 20, and I can't believe, what is it, 25 matches we have in there? Um, thank you for, uh, what was it, Phil Donahue, right? <laughs> Not Phil Donahue. What's his name? Is it Phil Donahue? Pete, Pete Donahue. Pete. Phil Donahue was a all-time American talk show host <laughs> back in the day. Nobody's going to get that reference. Um, Pete, for typing all that out, uh, all those matches. I can't say that shocks me. Um, 
I, I can't say it shocks me, even though there there are twenty five to pick from. Um, I that truth be told, I, I, I if you put the the Super J cask officially branded revolver to my head, uh, I would have said that one would would be in first place. So okay, all right. What else? All right, for show of the year at the moment, out in front is Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom is clear second place, but uh, Dominion comfortably ahead mm. so far. Okay, this will be the first year. Uh, like I said last week, this was uh, that that Wrestle Kingdom show of the year was in jeopardy. I felt like so, um, kind of kind of speaking to that a little bit. All right, what else? For Tag Team of the Year, it's neck and neck. It's really, really close. We've got um, the Young Bucks, who are uh, two points. Uh, you know, I said I wouldn't go into votes, but this is so close. They're, they're two votes ahead of the Golden Lovers. And then Rapongi 3K, very close behind that. And Desperado and Kanemaru are quite close behind that as well. So that's going to come right down to the wire, down to the second and third place votes. Nice. See, I like those. Those, those, those make my heart warm. Those really close, tight ones. Um and and good teams, right? Um, once again, this 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 was always a runaway young bucks win, right? In the first week, it was like, all right, this one's done. <laughs> right? This is not even going to be close. Uh, that's good. That's comforting to hear that that you know it's uh, it's more of a contest and, and neck and neck, and there's a couple teams that are in the mix. So, all right, you see now here you go. Your votes are going to to count, and not to say that your votes aren't going to count anyway. Um, and and again, voting is early, and, and nothing is really a blow away, except from from what you're saying, Dominion and and um, match of the year so far. But uh, your votes are going to count uh, on this tag, so that that's good. All right, uh, who else is the, in the mix? Okay, for a junior heavyweight wrestler of the year, we have uh, Osprey, who's out in front, but very 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 close behind him is Hiromu Takahashi, and it looks like it will be contested by those two. Okay. No, uh, so talk. Uh, well, I mean, that's those were the two that were in our wrestle of the year mix. So that's that's comforting to have those two up front. Um, any any anybody else surprise you that they're not in the mix? What about um, Shing? No, Shingo doesn't really have a body the body of work for the calendar year. Uh, Ishimori is in the mix, I would assume. No, no one else really coming close. We've really? got um, just a, a handful of votes for Ishimori, Skull, Kushida, and El Desperado, and it's just it's really those two right in front. Sorry about the noise. Mally's cleaning out Scampi's toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot going on today. You, you, have, you have a real busy plate. By the way, speaking of Scampi, uh, not to, to, to change the subject completely, that fucking video, man. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, th- this video that Joel sent me last night of Scampy protecting the house, basically, now who who's who's in the house? Is that who who's who's in the house? So he was uh, bullying our housekeeper, our IE, and um, Mally was there as well because she was off sick. Because obviously, what I said last week about her being in the hospital, so she's been recovering at home. So um, I think Scampy was just trying to play. He's a he's a rough and tumble kind of cat. He likes to chase people, and uh, he'll sometimes try and intimidate you by going all sideways. But he's just in a playful way. He's not actually threatening. But I think that I uh, got really really scared, and it's yeah, it's quite entertaining footage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's legit that that cat is 
you know, perch was it like on a table or an ottoman or some kind? And then, uh, yeah, that she she's got the sheet or pillow, and she's like, "I'm out of here, I'm getting stalked." So yeah, that that that's the worst thing you can do is run away from Scamp. You yeah. gotta stand your ground. If you turn and run, he'll chase you. He loves a good chase. Yeah, he yeah, that's, that's amazing that's, because my cats just sit and just stare at you and like oh, go fuck yourself. Huh. All right. Uh, yeah, check out that video. It definitely is cool. And again, buy a T-shirt because Scampy's on it. I mean, that's that's. I see that we're getting more T-shirt sales. I see every once in a while a couple more come in. So uh, we like yeah, that. Yeah, those Black Friday sales. So uh, that's doing quite well. And I think we're probably past the point where we can get a few new designs in. So we've got a few Scampy-related ideas in the works. So uh, watch this space. Yes, yes. Um, I like I like our T-shirt designs. The way the ones we have very popular and more to add would be. Awesome. All right, so that was Junior's. Uh, what else we got? Unsung wrestler of the year. Um, this is not going to surprise you, but actually, I've just noticed something which is very amusing. First place at the moment, by some distance, is Tomohiro Ishii. Guess how many votes he's got for first place? Well, you said we had 200 and something votes, or you know, total people doing it. Uh, 280 responses. So. I'll say 250. I'll tell you how many first place votes for Tomohiro Ishii, and I'm going to tell you in Japanese Uh-oh. the number of votes he's got is Ishii. Ah, no. 141. <laughs> Would you believe it? Is that right? That is. Yeah, I'm not making this up. I'm going to screenshot this just to prove it. Yeah, yeah. That is great. Wow. Uh, who would have thought? All right. So, way to go, listeners, so far. That's uh, karma. Karma is in the works there. Uh, who's in second? Do you know? Uh, in second place at the moment, it, there's quite a few people. Hangman Page, but uh, he's some distance behind at the moment. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's that. Ishii's always done well in this category. Like I said, this was either an Ishii or Shibata kind of thing. So, um, no, no, no surprise there. All right. Uh, what's the next category? Most improved rest of the year, and again, very close at the top between Jay White and Hangman Page. So that one is definitely up in the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but those are names that I think uh, are on most ballots, as the voting kind of spells out. All right, uh, what else? Biggest disappointment of the year, um, comfortably in front, is the injury to Hiromu Takahashi, but uh, not too far behind is the Bullet Club Civil War outcome, and then behind that, the Bullet Club OG's G1 shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Did somebody um, say something about us putting in injuries in Most Disappointing? Yeah, I think someone um, objected to that, being that it... I think it sort of deflected attention away from bad booking decisions, which they, I think, thought should be the focus of this award. But I think it encompasses both. Yeah. I don't think uh, you, you can... I mean, injuries are disappointing, and they tell the narrative of what the year's been like for New Japan. So you can't just omit those. I agree. I, I mean, it's it's to me, that's textbook disappointment, right? Especially when, when it's somebody like Hiromo who... you know. Th- the future was so bright. I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. But you, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's. I, I can't think of, of anything that do, that that doesn't speak as much to a disappointment as that. Um. So, sorry, we're yeah, that, yeah. That's 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 staying in. 
<laughs> that ain't changing. All right, yeah. we're going to come back to Hiromu as well because I got a, just a, a, a little point from him from the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. But uh, next thing is favorite wrestler of the year, and this one's very close. We got uh, Kenny Omega out in front by Whisker, Zack Saber Jr. Very very close behind him. Um, two votes actually behind is Zack Saber Jr. And then we got Ishii with quite a lot of votes coming up close behind. Uh, Ibushi's got a lot of votes. Uh, Tanahashi got quite a few votes and Hiromu. So that one's going to be quite closely contested, I think. Yeah, that one always is because, again, it's you're, you're voting for one, right? And it's, uh, once again, a great job getting all those names in there. Um, it makes it very easy for everyone to vote. Yeah, that one, I mean, that's personal preference, right? So you're going to get a, a, a large range. Uh, my 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 favorite category. Unfortunately, again, this year we're not able to add add in the comments, but they're they're least favorite. Can I guess who who might be in the lead there? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm going to say uh, give me three guesses, and if they're in the top three, all right, uh, in no particular order. How about number one, Tonga Loa? Um, no, really, not in the top three. All right, yeah. Well, look at that. All right. Uh, my second guess would be, what do people not like? How about uh, Isika? Yeah, he's in the top three. There you go. There you go. All right, one more. <sighs> hmm. Tai Chi? Yeah, he's also in the top three, <laughs> much to my chagrin. Oh, listen, you. But look- I think people might change their tune. Look, he, uh, okay, we're going to talk about the World Tag League later, but I think he's been brilliant during this World Tag League. So I think as the uh, time progresses, then people might change on this one. Uh, other names we got in there, we got uh, Bad Luck Farley and uh, Michael Elgin with uh, sizable chunks of the vote so far. So again, your vote will make all the difference with uh, a lot of these on a knife edge at the moment. Yeah. It's, 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 Michael Elgin's still getting the big, the big, uh, the, the big non-love. It's really, uh, it's, not, not, I, I can't say it's amazing. He, he did himself no favors, that's for sure. But man, people still, people. I just remember that, like the quote. You ever see Superbad, uh, the movie? Yes. And uh, what's the the line? You pee your pants. And that was that was ten years ago. People don't forget. <laughs> um, people don't forget. People just don't forget. That's for sure. And it, but it, and sometimes I think it's selective judgment too. It's selective. We're gonna just pick him to not forget because trust me, there's wrestlers that have done much worse. Um, it feels like in 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 the history of pro wrestling that people just subjectively want to for, forget. Uh, but. Oh, they ain't forgetting about Big Mike, that's for sure. All right, uh, that's it, right? So th- those are the categories, huh? Yes, so um, please do get your votes in. Check out the pins page to the Twitter if you haven't already done that. And I think a lot of those could change before we uh, pull the curtain on that and um, have our official award ceremony. Yeah, look, I would say <sighs> middle of... Middle of December, we're probably going to end it. We'll, we'll come up. We'll, we'll we'll go off air and come up with a, an exact date. But you know, figure middle of December, the voting will end, and we'll have an award ceremony. We'll wear tuxes, red carpet. It'll be wonderful. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We should get little uh, awards made, little trophies, and then I can fly out to Tokyo and present Takashi Izuka <laughs> with his little uh, <laughs> least favorite wrestler award at Super J Cast listeners. There you go, Takashi. Enjoy. Please don't bite me. 
Right. Exactly. And I'll run and run through the crowd. All right. Uh, we got news to cover, don't we, Joel? We do. Uh, a few bits and pieces. Oh, real quick. Today saw the end of the uh, the sumo, the Kyushu Basho, and 22-year-old Takakesho uh, is the winner of that, and it was a tremendous one. So I'm trying to give a, a New Japan analogy. So try, if I were to compare it to a G1, so imagine if uh, Okada and Tanahashi didn't enter due to injury, and then Naito shit the bed in his first few matches before pulling out. So all your favorites are gone. And Takakesho winning at such a young age, this would be like the equivalent of, again, I was discussing this with uh, Nicole Rado on our uh, Discord channel, big sumo fan that she is. And um, we decided this is like Juice Robinson winning the G1. And it's uh, a changing of the guard in the sumo world. So again, I know I keep banging this drum. It's a a really interesting time to be getting into the sport. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that just that result sounds really interesting. I hate to be like a bandwagon jumper and jump on board with that now, but yes, jump on. Like yeah. we're not gatekeepers here. You know, I was saying this earlier. We we're having some interesting chats on the Discord channel, and a few people have joined and said, "Hey, I'm brand new to New Japan. I've just started watching around the G1." And you know, some people can get a bit sniffy about that, but the Discord is a really cool place to join, and everyone is very welcoming. So if you are a new fan to either New Japan or Sumo, then uh, get on board the Discord channel. I would agree with that. I mean, I'm not really on the chatty stuff. I just don't. I, I, you know what? I, you know what it is, Joel. And I've really resigned to this fact about me. I don't like chatting. <laughs> I don't like. I I am not a fan of texting. I I, I really don't like it at all. I get. I th- my friends will text me, and I'll be like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like that's my first reaction is, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like I get. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't talk. like. Here's the thing, especially when I talk comes to the, to the wrestling stuff. Like I do two hours of it every single week. Like if you want to hear my wrestling takes, here here they are. <laughs> here they are. Like I, I just I don't know. I, does that make me miserable? Per- like I don't want to be a miserable person. I really don't. But I sometimes I feel like I'm so I so purposely disconnect myself from things just because. And oh, here's the worst part is that I'll get started in a text message back and forth exchange, and then literally I'll just run out of gas. Like the engine will just shut off, and I'll just be like, oh, boop. I can't respond because I just don't have the energy to keep it going. I'm terrible. What's wrong with me, Joel? Help me. No, I'm the same. I don't like to have prolonged things going on, but if it's chatting with something that I'm interested in that I don't have anyone to chat to about in real life, then I can keep going and going. Like Sumo and New Japan, funnily enough, I don't have any friends in Sham and China who are into Sumo and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that kind of stuff, whether it's the Discord or the Voices Wrestling Slack chat or, uh, or Twitter, whatever, I can go on for hours and hours about that. But if it's just sort of social stuff, you know, how's the weekend, then I'm the same as you. I'll lose interest after about uh, two exchanges. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, I just... I I I'm terrible. I, f- I really feel like I'm terrible, and I and I know I do it all the time. Like people will be in the middle of a conversation, and I'll just be, zip, you know, I'll just ghost right out. And it's like, well, how do I do that? Like I don't know. Like I, truth be told, I, I really think a text message should be, hey, w- w- what are you doing? I'm here or whatever. Okay, I'm I'll be at blah 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 around six. You want to meet up? Cool. And that would be it. Like that should be the it, it, like when you get into how's your day? I like no, do you really? No, no my day stinks. <laughs> I, that's my day. Uh, I 
I wish we, I would, I'm seriously considering just removing my data plan from my phone. If there was a possible way I could do it. But then I'd lose maps and shit like that. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Why don't I just delete? And and you'd lose the amazing Super Jcast WhatsApp group with me and Editor Dan. That's true too. That's true too. Well, see, I use, but here's the thing. I read everything, right? Like, and that's why I don't like, like, like everybody who texts me, I read, right? I just don't always respond because I just don't have the fucking energy. I, and I don't know what it is. It's not like it's like I'm lift. I'm like I'm working in a fucking warehouse. I don't know. Does anybody get this way? Am I the only one? I just don't. I don't. No, I, I, I'm totally with you. I don't care if you respond or not. I can if I've sent a message in that group, I can see whether or not you've read it, and that's the important thing. I can see. Okay, Damon's got that message. Yeah. I don't need it to be a back and forth that goes on for half an hour. All right, good. We're good. You're the best. You're the best, Joel. Thank you. That's all. That's honestly, that's all I needed to hear. You you see that I see it. It has a little acknowledge that I read it. Great, uh, good. And uh, we don't love it. You 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 my new best friend. Right? Have it. Can we can we can we can we accept that? Yeah, shaking on it. Virtual handshake. Love it. All right. I'll leave you alone while you watch Arsenal. Fucking, it'd be great. It'd be great. All right. <sighs> I feel okay. I feel better now. Uh, no, uh, I said we were going to talk about Hiromu. So Wrestling Observe Newsletter says the updated word is that it's not certain when or if Hiromu will be able to return to the ring. And I'm quoting directly from the newsletter here. This would be this would really be a sad ending to a career of someone who was an amazing worker with incredible charisma that was already at the top of the world level as a complete performer and was only going to become more of a star in time. Now, uh, so that's the end of the quote. But personally, Damon, I'm not sure we can trust the Observer here because uh, it certainly contradicts Hiromu's 93% recovered comments in his diary. And plenty of people have pointed out that in the past, Big Dave has got other things wrong. He said that the Shibata injury thing was a work and injuries and illnesses in Japan do tend to be quite private issues. So do you think we can take this report with a pinch of salt? Yes. Yes. Again, not every. <sighs> I don't. I, I can't speak to Dave and how he... Uh, obtains his information. I'm sure that there are workers and wrestlers and people within the promotion that he talks to. I don't know if it's on a daily basis, but I'm sure I I know I know of one story at least where I know a wrestler reached out to Dave himself to correct information. Right? Um, I I know it because we urged him on to do it. <laughs> um, so it, look. It does contradict what Hiromo just just put out because that was on the tip of my tongue when you said that. Yeah, and I don't think Dave Meltzer is reading Hiromu's diary in Japanese. No, somehow. no, I, I doubt that to be the case either. And so, but you know, he there's a fine line with that when when it comes to to that type of reporting. Sometimes it does feel a little bit. Like, he gets information, and he runs with it, and it's not really double or triple verified, right? Um, And that kind of feels like the case here. Now, he might have. He might have verified it from two other people, and and we're wrong. And again, wrestlers putting out information that might not be accurate or 100% truthful on a social media outlet, that's, that's not the craziest thing we've ever had happen before, right? I mean... They're pro wrestlers. That's what they do. So even though Hiromo put out that tweet and and put out that message and everybody got their hopes up saying that, you know, the recovery is, is 93% or 91%, 
And then the next week, Dave follows up with, well, that ain't happening. I, I, I can't just completely hand wave Dave on this, right? Uh, and in the same breath, you know, I, I, he, Dave doesn't have a super duper track record. And again, the one glaring one is that Shibata one that you that you mentioned. Um, in this, you know, in, in in this type of thing. So, I think there's, I think we're somewhere in the middle. Let's put it that way. I don't think uh, it's Hiromo is done and out and he's never wrestling again. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I also don't think he's 93% recovered, right? Uh, I think we're, I think there's a spot somewhere in the middle that we're sa- we safely are. Um, do I think he'll be back? Personal opinion? Yes. Do I think it's going to be in the next week or two? No. Uh, I would be thrilled if, if somehow he shows up at Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe not in match capacity, but just there would be awesome. It'd be great. I don't think he would do it, though. I think he would, if he's going to be there, he wants to wrestle. So uh, to wrap it all up in a bow, again, I think we're somewhere in the middle uh, with those facts. I don't think it was, I did hear some backlash about with Dave, you know, talking about, you know, how it was irresponsible of him and blah, blah, blah. I don't I mean, I don't. I don't know if irresponsible is the word. He's reporting on the information that he has, and really, that if, that information is only as good as the sources that he has. So, again, we're in the middle somewhere. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, next thing from the observer. It also says that regarding uh, Wrestle Kingdom ticket sales, that floor seats had to be put up on a lottery for fan club members only, and that they're ahead of the pace of last year, which I believe we mentioned last week, Damon. And uh, Observer goes on to say, this is quite remarkable given that last year we had a hot Naito uh, versus unbeatable Okada main event and Jericho versus Omega in a unique singles match. This year you have the same six guys in the top three matches, except with Omega versus Tanahashi on top. 42-year-old Tanahashi going after the title one last time against a superior athlete and attempting to turn their philosophical differences on making a great match into a storyline has far more depth than a traditional grudge match, but it seems to indicate the story is resonating pretty well with fans. So for all the, the criticism that we've given it personally about uh, you know, these uh, work shoot comments, in terms of the ticket sales, it seems that people are really excited about this show. Yeah, and I think it's twofold. One, I think, one, the popularity of the promotion within Japan has obviously grown, right? And I think a lot of the things that kind of get under our skin might not necessarily get under the casual f- and I want to say that they're they're super casual fans, you know, that are going to this uh promotion and, and gravitating, but they're they're newer fans and they've they've been able to build a fan base of newer fans, which is what what you need to be successful. Um it's not the hardcores that necessarily drive profitability it's it's somewhat of new and casual fans and continuing to grow that base i think the second thing too is this and and people kind of downplay this a little bit um i'm i'd be curious to find out how uh growth and how ticket sales and all that um how that how that has what percentage of that are foreign uh, travelers to Japan, and I think one of the, the the key factors of that is is that look, I know for me, and and really until recently, the idea of a a a derp I was going to say a derpal. Why am I a derpal? Um, just a fucking schmo like me 
uh, going to Japan and Wrestle Kingdom was, you know, kind of a, 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 a crazy idea. And I think the more that people go and the more that people that spread the gospel of going and the relative ease of it, um, it, 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 I think it opens a lot of doors for people who watch the promotion and follow the, the promotion that it's not this crazy idea of going to Wrestle Kingdom, right? Um, flights and travel and I don't speak Japanese and what am I going to eat there and how, you know, all that stuff that, that weighs on people's minds and that anxiety of it, you know, the more people go and the more people see and the more feedback that people get give about going and what a life-changing experience it is, it gets people hyped up to go. So I, I, I can't, you know, I, I don't want to downplay that because I think the people that kind of have gone and have spread the word about going to Japan helps people, you know, ease their fears of such a long distance travel. Um, so I'd be curious to see what that is. Um, and then three, of course, you know, it's, it's the popularity of your Omegas and, and uh, Naito's and, and all those people that are leading the charge for, you know, the growth that new Japan has had so far. So I think it's a three pronged win. Yeah, definitely. And I will go on to talk a bit later about uh, ticket sales and the World Tag League and how basically the product's really hot at the moment. But uh, next news uh, I have is a little bit disappointing. Uh, ACH scheduled to start an NXT. And that's a bit sad because I was hoping he would be seeing more of him in New Japan. But um, first of all, your feelings on this and what do you think his ceiling is in NXT slash WWE? I think his ceiling's high. I really do. I think he's he's got the personality and the and um, obviously the wrestling ability to to make a mark, um, especially in NXT, right? I think NXT he will shine. Uh, you know, everybody has their concerns once they get to the main roster, right? It's really a crapshoot. Well, you that know, point, actually. Right? Uh- I think he'd be a really good fit in 205 Live because that is some of the best wrestling you're seeing on the main roster. So seeing him mix it up with Cedric Alexander or Mustafa Ali or Buddy Murphy is quite exciting. So uh, it's not often that I say I want to see a guy go into 205 Live, but I think ACH would be a great fit there personally. Yeah. I mean, match quality-wise, yeah, They from the reports I've I've read and, and the feedback that I've gotten is that you know 205 Live is, is almost becoming must-see, right? Something that you that you that you look forward to tuning into, um, despite the fact that you know WWE it feels like does everything in their power to, to hide the product. Um, the it's it's the match quality that's really making it shine. So no, I I, I am disappointed. Um, again, I don't know if New Japan even made them uh, made ACH an offer, but it finally after after years of us saying it. And everyone else saying it too. Um, you know, why isn't this guy signed? This guy's a major talent. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, that 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 puts an end to that. So uh, good for him. I'm disappointed that it's not with uh, the, the the promotion that we talk about primarily. But um, yeah, look, we've said it for years. He deserves uh, he deserves an opportunity, and it looks like he's going to get it. So good for him. 
Okay, a bit of TV news here. Access TV has confirmed that they will air a two-hour version of Wrestle Kingdom the night of January 4th, featuring Kevin Kelly and Don Callis on commentary, along with coverage of New Year Dash and New Beginning in January and February. The New Japan World commentary team of Kelly and Callis will be full-time on the Access commentary team going forward and replacing Jim Ross and Josh Barnett. Access will be airing the NJPW World commentary instead of recording new voiceovers, so this means that Kelly's going to be the lead commentator on any New Japan shows taking place in the States. Callis will work the biggest shows, but yeah, Scampy's very excited about that. Yep. Uh, Callis will work the biggest shows, but others will take a spot for smaller shows. So New Japan is now in charge of the announcing on the Access show as part of the current relationship, and they will make the choices on who works with Kelly at the different shows. Essentially, they made the call, which led to the elimination of Ross and Barnett as announcers. Now, that's really interesting. I think that, one, interesting, and two, fantastic news, right? So, again, there's that alleviates and removes from the equation that uncomfortableness and that, that, that you know, the idea that there was, uh, who's the English voice? Oh, it's Kevin, Ke- oh, it's, no, but for the shows, it's Jim Ross, and... And again, all the complaints of, of Jim Ross's commentary when he did do those shows. And I'm sure that feedback got to the, the, the people that made the decisions in New Japan, right? They, they, every show, they were getting bombarded with tweets and, and, and feedback on social media. And even this show, right? They, they heard it. So, one, here's, here's what this does to me. One, New Japan listens to the feedback right that's that is a good thing two well right, no, let's say it like it is damon they listen to the super j cast i listen i we're one of those voices right we're absolutely one of those voices like and i'm not just saying that to 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 tap myself on the shoulder and and, and pat you as well we, we're part of that look look at the twitter account you know they're following us right they're, they're following us they ain't following anybody else so, uh, aside from Lions, Marks, and Voices of Wrestling, but you know, whatever. Uh, um, All but yes. quality uh, voices yes. in, in the world of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, the influential, they, listen, they know. But even that aside, uh, the feedback that they would get was not positive when it came to the Jim Ross stuff. So, uh, good. the second thing is, is that it rewards the hard work, once again, of Kevin Kelly, right? Who... You know who is the voice of uh, English commentary? It is the English voice? Um, has worked hard. Uh, no one's worked harder than him to not only make sure that there is English content, uh, but you know all the traveling that he does and all the hustle that he does and and the interaction with 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 the community is look. It's a well deserved thing. So I'm very happy for him. Um, and again, extra money in the, in the wallet certainly doesn't hurt as well. So the hustle pays off. Good for him. Uh, and again, we're, we're getting, we're getting a Wrestle Kingdom on Access TV. Same day. This is, this this is, this is unheard of again from a guy who, you know, back in the trape tating day, trape, trape tating, trape tating. I said, Joel, I, I, I. With what? Uh, tape trading. Have you never tra- trades before? <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 it's a wonderful thing. What a community. Ugh. Uh, the tape trading community. You know, this, it's an amazing thing. You know, getting Wrestle Kingdoms and Tokyo Dome shows months after the fact. 
now it's it's the same day. It's it's almost live. Like honestly, I could sleep. I don't even have to watch it live. I don't even have to wake up. Really? Well, you know, I I kind of well, I I I had that option either way. I could have watched it on New Japan World when I woke up, but no, I'll get up early. I'll watch it live. But still, it's just it's I don't know. It's just a great thing. Great exposure. Um, I'm very happy for everyone involved, and I'm glad New Japan. Uh, finally realizes they have a wonderful spot on Access TV, and they're making the changes necessary to make that an even more enjoyable product. So a thumbs up all around from Damon and the Super J cast. Okay, and the one of the biggest news stories we got, uh, we've got a question from Jeff. How do you feel about this new elite promotion and how it will impact NJPW? So a report recently suggested that Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks were in the early stages of setting up a new wrestling promotion backed by the billionaire Khan family. And should point out here that um, one of these billionaire backers is a, a fan of wrestling and does uh, it subscribes to The Observer. So this is not someone who's just coming along with no knowledge of the product whatsoever. Uh, the report was initially dismissed by Jericho and Access TV, who were rumoured to be interested as a broadcast partner, uh, denied any involvement. But today, a new report has surfaced uh, in which they reveal All Elite Wrestling LLC is seeking to register trademarks on All Elite Wrestling AEW, AEW Double or Nothing, and AEW All Out. The interesting thing is the filing address is listed as 1TIAA Bankfield Drive in Jacksonville, which is the home field for the Jacksonville Jaguars owned by the billionaire Khan family. So this has got the potential, Damon, to monumentally shake up the world of wrestling as we know it. Uh, yes, it does. The All right, I'm going to give you the first, let me, let me give you the glass half empty, Damon. All right, not, not quite music, Damon, but glass half empty, Damon. We've seen this before, where we've had uh, pro wrestling fans uh, who have uh, the financial wherewithal to get involved in pro wrestling, and just about every time, it's found a way to die on the vine and not be a success. So if history, again, we learn from history, if history is any, any indicator of the success, the potential success of this, things don't look good. All right? So let's kick negative Damon out the door, and now let's uh, bring in good old positive Damon. Yes, this is. this this The the idea that this is not Jim Hurd walking in here, right? This is not somebody who has no idea of the pro wrestling business. This is someone who, uh, again, the, the fact that, the, that, that uh, they're apparently a longtime subscriber of The Observer uh, gives me hope, right? That this person at least has uh, 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 the cons, uh, have some idea of, of the workings of pro wrestling. And again, he's uh, aligned himself with the hottest guys, and I don't mean that in a uh, kind of way, Uh you know that are available. If it's going to work, it's going to work in this way, right? Uh, again, history has me just a little bit, a little bit skeptical, a little bit okay. But again, if you learn from history and you learn from the mistakes of the past, look, this is the first time in a long time, at least in the United States. I mean, what was the last promotion that really had a snowball's chance of competing with WWE? TNA at one point 
when it was, and it wasn't even close. But there was there was a pocket of time where TNA was was somewhat competitive, somewhat with WWE. Um, this has a shot. This absolutely has a shot if they have the right people involved. Uh, and it gives. Here's what it also gives. It gives workers another spot to go, hopefully, and make money here in the states. Uh, I guess the biggest question is how does it this promotion, if it does get off the ground, again, we're speculating, but it does look like it's the case. Uh, how does this promotion impact, pardon the pun, impact uh, Ring of Honor, Rev Pro, uh, and most importantly, New Japan Pro Wrestling? That, that, those are the, that, that's the key for me. How do the, the other promotions uh, and what kind of working relationships will, the, will there be with this new promotion? Well, my biggest question for you would be, do you think Kenny Omega joins them? Because he wasn't uh, named in this article. And I think he likes working in Japan. So would you see him up in sticks and moving permanently to be a part of this promotion? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I think, I mean, why wouldn't he, right? Here's the thing. If you go to, if you go to the WWE, you are automatically put into their machine and their machine is large. And I say it every single time somebody jumps over there, you, you instantly become more recognizable. You instantly become a bigger star just by walking out of that Raw or SmackDown ramp. More than where you came from. Instantly, right? Um, so that's the appeal, right? That's that's the appeal for everyone who signs, right? Is that your name becomes bigger and brighter due to the WWE machine. But if, but if you feel like your name is, and, and your opportunity for growth, and your opportunity to make money is better on your own, this is the perfect vehicle for you. Now, there's only a handful of people that you can say that that might be the case. Kenny Omega is one of those people. So then it becomes, okay, do I want to be guaranteed being the biggest fish in this particular pond, right, by going with the, the new company, but guaranteeing that you can do what you want and you could be the performer that you want to be and the character that you want to be and not really have those restraints that you know you're going to have within the WWE, right? You go to WWE, you're going to be the biggest star, possibly, but you're going to be their biggest star. You go out on your own and do your own thing in your own company, you are going to be the star exactly how you want to be. Now, Kenny Omega, again, can afford to do that. He's the biggest name in our industry, our industry, like, like I'm in it. Um, you know what I mean? But he's he's the biggest name out there that isn't under a WWE contract. He could do it. He could do it. So, I, I you know, whereas before I would have said, you know, he's WWE bound. I'm not so sure. I I would I would guess right now if you ask me he's going to this thing. If this thing does get off the ground and, and it looks like it is, I think he's going to be involved and he's going to be involved big time. 
All right, and then what would you see their involvement is with New Japan? Would um, they continue to work with them? Because uh, you know, a few people have said already that it's they kind of been phased out already to an extent this year because they're working far fewer shows than they were the year prior to this. Do you think that you still see them appearing in you know the biggest feuds and main events and title programs? Would does Gado still want to put titles on these people if they're not full time NJPW employees? Maybe not. Um, I mean, I, th- I still think they'll, they'll get be involved in the promotion. I don't think that they. It, it feels to me like New Japan is kind of protecting themselves, in the sense of. Um, but I, I, I mean, I don't know if they know what they're going to do or not. Right? I don't think that there's been a meeting yet between any of the parties involved saying, "Okay, what what are we doing here? Are are you signing here? Are you going somewhere else?" Or, I don't even think that conversation has, has taken place yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think that's the case. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are up in the air. The biggest problem right now is, is that that this this new promotion it adds an, an an extra layer of difficulty for New Japan having these people get re-signed. Right? There's a, now a third option. Right? Option one was re-sign with New Japan, and away we go, and things remain the same. Option two was. Oh shit! These guys are going to WWE. They're, Vince is going to write a check, and that they, and that's that. Now a third option is out there, so it, it's a little bit more, you know, friendly to New Japan, right? Having a working relationship with this new promotion again. If it happens, we we're not guaranteeing that the promotion happens, but is does that mean you want to take the titles off of Kenny? Does that mean that you want to not have them involved in in high level stuff? No, I think I think you do if even if they have this promotion, because I think the promotion's not going. It's they're going to need New Japan's help too, right? And and why wouldn't you use the talent that they that they have, right? So I can see them having a working relationship if there is a promotion, and if there is a promotion, I still think that they'll be top of cards. I don't know if he's champion or not, but um, I I think that makes things a lot easier for both parties if there is a working relationship. Well, it certainly makes the main event of Wrestle Kingdom a hell of a lot more interesting because at one point, if you'd asked me, I would have thought it would be uh, nailed on certainty that Omega's winning. But now I'm I'm really not so sure. But I will say one thing about this development. It could certainly uh, solve a few problems in as much as the, the bloated roster that is facing New Japan at the moment. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just an, it's, it's another opportunity for people to find work. Um that that pays decent, right? That's the key, uh, and you know that they, Kenny and 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 the Bucks and Cody and 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 all of them are pretty prog- progressive in the sense of, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if if this is the first promotion that actually gives health benefits, right? <laughs> Imagine that, you know, um, that actually. I don't want to say take care of their wrestlers, but actually take care of their wrestlers. Um, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be a refreshing spin on things? Um, so, no, I mean, it, it gives it an opportunity for New Japan people who may feel stale or may feel they're stuck in a rut to go there and, and, and get a fresh spin and, and try new things out and, and work in an environment that, you know, might be more advantageous to the worker as opposed to the promotion, which 
again, if, if, if the workers are running the show, you know, you might see changes in, in a positive way. And I'll tell you what, that will be a deal breaker in signing talent, right? If, if a promotion were like run like an actual business, not like the actual wrestling promotion was a business, not this facade of we're going to, we're going to pretend we're nothing to do with pro wrestling, but then we're going to be pro wrestling when it's convenient, you know, uh, to, to remove that, that would entice a lot of people to reconsider where they work, right? If the benefits outweighed the, the stardom, you, you might see that. So I think that's that's the one thing I'd be looking at is how is if this promotion actually does happen and this working agreement does happen, what kind of impact would that have on the and what benefits and what 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 would be the the the, the draw for people to go to this promotion? And if that's the case, I, I think you'll see a lot of people jumping ship. I mean, it seems to me in terms of filling the gap that would potentially be left by Kenny Omega leaving that uh, New Japan are already um, planting the seeds for Jay White to be their future Western ace. Um, other people that would likely be joining this company, so obviously you've got the Bucks and Jericho and Cody. Kenny Omega will probably join them. Uh, who else do you think? Do you think uh, Hangman Page, um, guy, someone like Juice Robinson even, do you think they would be following them out the door? Could. The, the, those are perfect names, David Finley, um, you know, and then you also have a, a, a place where young lions can go, uh, you know, for their excursion and developmental there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, other relationships when it comes to Rev Pro. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some type of working relationship. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't think Ring of Honor would be in that mix, though. Right, I mean, Cody's pretty much said that he's done with Ring of Honor. Um, you know, he's not signing a new contract or anything like that. So, I don't know if there would be a working relationship with any other U.S.-based promotions. But you know, maybe a, a, a Rev Pro would be involved in that as well. Yeah, the reason I ask is because it seemed that throughout the G One, Hangman Page was receiving a big push, and again being groomed as being one of the future uh, Western stars. And the Japanese fans really took a shine to him and he was getting really big crowd reactions. And even now during the World Tag League, the fans uh, domestically seem really into him. So it would be a shame if he did walk out because they gave him quite a lot of shine. You know, he got clean wins over Makabe, he got a clean win over Suzuki. Uh, but it also seems they're quite keen on Beretta as well. So again, it'll be interesting to see where Beretta goes because he, again, could be one of the future Western stars in New Japan if he plays his cards right. Um, other question I was going to ask you, a lot of people have speculated this is going to be big trouble for Ring of Honor. Do you agree? Yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one promotion where it's like, ooh, how how do they fit into the mix here? Um, they're already, and, you know, everybody loves to send me the texts of how Ring of Honor is struggling and and the death of Ring of. Honor. I can't say that they haven't been here before, right? It seems like it's a cycle. You know, they get guys and they make them big names on on within Ring of Honor and the buzz in the wrestling community, and then they go on the greener pastures, and it's this, it's the cycle that Ring of Honor always seems to get themselves into. Um, yeah, I, I'd be curious to, to to see how they fit into the mix uh, with this. They they have, you know, everybody's looking at this Madison Square Garden show, and sometimes they forget that this is a joint venture between New Japan and, and Ring of Honor. So, yeah, I mean... I think the biggest name is Cody, 
who has pretty much said that you know December is is his last dates with with Ring of Honor. So I don't know. Uh, I I guess they would be in competition at the, at that point, right? If this promotion gets off the ground, you would think that they would be in competition. So I don't know where they fit in in this mix. It 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 does. If I'm Ring of Honor, I'm kind of shaking in my boots a little bit of ah oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? I, you know, I got to put up with this shit uh, because again, if 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 a new promotion's starting out, uh, there's there's got to be enticing things to to people who may not be making a lot of money at a at a place like Ring of Honor and are not getting benefits and are not you know seeing the the uh, the gold at the end of the rainbow, so to speak. So. We'll see. I, 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 but I'm, I'd be worried about Ring of Honor. Uh, listener Ben sent me uh, a video in the week at WSW in Melbourne where Joey Ryan accepted Cody Cody's challenge to a staring contest for the IWGP US title and Cody accepted. And you'll be pleased to know Cody successfully defended his title in that staring contest. So maybe that's the kind of quality content you can look forward to seeing in all elite wrestling in the future. Ooh, a staring contest? Like, I mean, isn't Cody hurt though? And isn't Joey Ryan hurt? Yes. Okay, so they're both banged up. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, do you think that anyone from New Japan will be looking at that with a raised eyebrow, thinking, "Hmm, the staring contest for one of our titles"? I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm sure there's whispers over a couple of beers, right? Of what? What? <laughs> I, I, I would be. I'd be like, "What the fuck." Uh, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, both guys were hurt, and they showed anyway. They you know they showed up anyway, and um, it, look the the half again, glass half full. Damon is hand waving that shit. Uh, glass half full is hey look they were hurt. They found something to do that was at least somewhat entertaining to some people in the audience, and you know they got out of there so. Uh, it's not for me. Let's put it that way. You'll be pleased to know Arsenal have just taken the lead against Bournemouth in the most spectacular fashion with the most amazing own goal that I've ever seen in my life from um, Jefferson Lerma. Uh, cross came in from the Arsenal player and this Bournemouth defender just just slid in attempting to clear it and just caught it absolute flush on the laces, sending it flying past his own goalkeeper. So come on the Arsenal. Well, I mean... I'm going to send it to you, Damon, so you yeah, can yeah. see what this looks like. Yeah, I, this is the this is one of the best own goals I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really? All right. Uh, what what is this for? Is this for is this for uh, Premier League? Yeah, yeah. But it's it, like, is this just for standings, or you, you need points? Yeah. What, what place are you in right now? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to go to Premier League.com <laughs> to find out. All I remember this this, this is a big uh, a high stakes game for us. So let's open up the league table. And have a look. Uh, we are currently in fifth place, and Bournemouth are in eighth. Okay. So, yeah, pretty tight at the top there. Yeah, so you need to be uh, in the top four, correct? Yeah, to get into the Champions League, okay. that's right. All right, all right. Well, let's get two points for uh, Arsenal. What do you say? All right, is it two points you get for a win? Three points for a win. Three points for a win. All right. Well, let's get let's get all three of them then. Let's get all three of them. Okay, uh, another thing sticking with Cody, this is uh, some information I got from a listener, uh, Mega Man X, who registered to the Discord uh, 
who he said, just registering to the most recent podcast. That's how much I like the sound of your voices. And minor note to something Damon said, Cody's dog, Ferro, is a registered service animal, which means it rides in the seat next to Cody in planes and doesn't have to endure being in the hold. So he Aww. may well make an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom. So something to look forward to, maybe. You might, you might actually see Ferro at Wrestle Kingdom and he'll have enjoyed a probably business class um, luxury flight all the way there. Oh, well, that's sweet. So it's a service dog, huh? Yeah, that's right. Wow, I didn't. I mean, that's awesome. All right, listen. If, look, I just worry about the. I, I just worry about animals on planes. I do. I, I like. I don't. I just think they can't be comfortable, and they can't be. Um, I don't know what it does to their ear. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I, I, I just worry about that. I, I don't. I don't know something about it. But hey, listen. If Pharaoh can uh, can do it, and he, and uh, he'll, he'll be up there in business class, and okay, I'm all in then. Well, pardon the pun. Uh, I'll be fine with that if if uh, Pharaoh's going to be okay for that long flight. Um, good. Well, maybe we should register Scampy as a service animal so he can come with me on future trips. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a personal bodyguard at this point, right? <laughs> it's your protection service. Yeah, definitely. So I, I don't know if I trust him at the arena. He'd probably, you know, start chasing. Who, who would he chase? Probably Izuka. You know, Izuka going through the crowd. Scampi would try and bite him back. And, and I don't know, maybe he'd try and get himself over as he usually does. Mm, that, yeah, that's not going to be a good thing. You'll be, you'll, you'll be escorted out of the arena. Poor Scampi can't control himself. All right. Uh, so we, All right, next up. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? World Tag League. Uh, I want to explain to you why the World Tag League is actually good this year. Oh. And you know, I was uh, having this discussion with John Carroll for Voices of Wrestling, and they said um, that their theory on why it's been good so far this year is that there's a lot of guys who are either underutilized or guys who want better pushes. So they're all working really hard. Whereas last year you had you had guys like that, but it was also filled with uh, lots of outsiders and a strange mix that didn't really work. And here's the thing about this World Tag League. I've watched quite a lot of it. I haven't watched everything. But even the very worst matches, they aren't actually bad. Like, you very rarely get, quote-unquote, bad matches in New Japan. Even, you know, people complain about the multi-man tag matches just because we're tired of them. But they're pretty good in a vacuum. And, again, that's what we love about New Japan. That, uh, And, again, what separates them from other companies, that you don't have stuff that is you know, flat out bad. You don't really often have things that are dipping below two and a half stars. So stuff that you skip, it's because you're bored of it, you're tired of it. It can get a bit repetitive, but it's not usually bad. So I think, like, for this World Tag League, you take any of these main events, you put them on a WWE pay-per-view, you, you get Big Dave slapping four and a quarter stars on it, other people putting it into their top ten matches of the year. Um, but let's get into some of the matches. Um, question from Elliot, he says, I haven't watched a single second of the Tag League yet. I'm a busy father of two with precious little time. What do I need to see? All right, here are some match recommendations from me for anyone who hasn't watched anything yet. You should check out the Dangerous Techers versus Best Friends match, uh, LIJ versus Dick and Balls. <laughs> and um yeah you like the ta- the team names they're pretty good yeah great so uh and i just one thing i've noticed that throughout this tour the crowds are really into evil and sonata like getting very very big crowd reactions from them um other stuff that was good uh fin juice against team awkwards dick and balls against dangerous techers and today there were two the two the co-main event and the main event killer elite squad against best friends that was pretty good uh it's 
you know, my personal opinion is that Beretta's kind of carrying that team. I'm not that interested in Chuck Taylor. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, but uh, Beretta definitely has got the more upside of the two. And then at the end of the match, we just had an amazing moment where Davy Boy Smith Jr. just grabbed Ren Narita and did a judo throw on him outside of the ring for no reason. And it was hilarious. But the main event for this show that just finished today, which was Evil and Sonata against um, Dangerous Techers, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, it was great. I really, really loved this match. There was amazing heat between Evil and Zack Sabre Jr. They've still got unfinished business there. And Zack gets yet another pin over Evil, which I was quite surprised about. And just mainly, I'm really enjoying this Dangerous Techers team. I think they've got really good chemistry with Zack and Taichi. The backstage interviews are a lot of fun. We've got Taichi offering to take Zack out to eat vegetables. And they've got a, a new little tag finisher as well, where uh, Taichi does a super kick into uh, the Zack driver, which I thought was really good. So I think there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I think you can probably skip most of the stuff on the show, but do check out those matches I've mentioned. And I think going forwards, it's worth keeping your eye on the, the main events and the co-main events for this show. Um, anything you've seen so far, Damon? Well, everything that you have said earlier about before your your favorite matches, I agree with 100%. In the sense that I have not watched everything at World Tag League. I've not watched every match. I've not watched it, it, it all. But what I have seen is this. One, yes, I do think Zach and, and Tai Chi have been a pleasant surprise, right? I've actually enjoyed watching their matches and will make sure that I watch those matches specifically. I like Cobb and Elgin. I thought I think that those two, uh, even, <laughs> even with their uh, uh, past history and the uh, differences in the past, I think they've done... I, th- I think um, Lance and David Boy Smith have, have done pretty well, pretty solid. Here's the problem that I have right now, Joel. Two things. One, even though everything has been good, right? Nothing has been bad. Everything's been good. It's 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 it feels like it's all the same. It feels like there's n- like I've gotten a lot of good, right? And f- from a show perspective, sometimes I'd rather have it be completely horrible or completely great. And when it's in that that safe, that gentleman's three, as you like to call it, when it's in that safe, it's hard. What what take am I going to what 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 am I going to bring to a show and talk about? Right. So that's been really like like even though there's been nothing that's been bad, there's been nothing that's been great. So so you're going to get what two shows, three shows, four shows, three podcasts, our show of us saying ah, it's good, but not you know, nothing great. That's really how I've been feeling the entire time, right? And here's at the end of the day what I really feel like it it I struggle with when it comes to the tag league is that we all know that this will co- – nothing is important, right? Nothing is important until the finals and then the Young Bucks coming into the ring – Pointing at the belts, and somehow they're challenging, and we're going to get a three-way shamaz, right? I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm dead wrong. But but that's it's hard for me to take each individual match on its own, watch these things, grade them, right? Give give my opinion on them when I know at the end of the day, I'm kind of I kind of get I, maybe I I'm 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 doing it to myself, but I get deflated in the sense that. I know the Young Bucks are showing up and pointing at belts and challenging and all this stuff. 
Uh, that's what really feels like it's for the, for for who for why is kind of sometimes how I feel about World Tag League. So I appreciate the fact that you can sit there and watch these matches in a bubble and be like, oh, this is a good match, this is a good match, watch this match, watch this match. But the overall feedback that I get from a lot of people is, is, is that it is good, but it means nothing until a week or so. So I'm tapping out until the end. And I, and I kind of got to agree with a lot of those people. Yeah, I hear you. And you're definitely not alone in thinking that. But yeah, certainly it is meaningless in terms of competition. And we know we're going to get a multi-man schmoz match at Wrestle Kingdom. But I've made my peace with that. I'm okay with that. And at the moment, I, I was expecting a load of gentlemen's three matches. But I've got to say, Damon, I think they are exceeding those expectations. You know, talking about this, uh, the main event of the show we just watched, this uh, Evil Sonata against Zack and Taichi match, I would give that four stars. And I wasn't expecting to give any four-star matches, but this was a really good match. All four people were working hard. Taichi is, and I'm going to hold my hands up and say, he's a lot more interesting to watch in a tag team with Zack Sabre Jr. than he is when he's, you know, in low-energy matches with Gotto, which I'm not pointing the finger at him necessarily there, but he's just really interesting in this tag team. And the, the crowd was really hot. It had an exciting closing stretch. And again, you're right in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. I don't think Zach and Taichi are going to be winning the World Tag League. But even so, it was a match that I wasn't expecting much from, and I really enjoyed it. So if I can sit there and watch a 15-minute match and think, hey, that was really good, and I was happy watching it, then to me, it's exceeded expectations. Is that the best match of the, of the tournament so far? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I, and this was uh, today, right? So we didn't really, I, I didn't have time to watch today's. This is, this is up today, right? That's correct. Yeah, it was a, a live broadcast, so you wouldn't have had, had a chance to watch it. All right. It was only a few hours ago. I will watch that at, at when I go to the Eagles game tonight. I will watch that match specifically. Um, and again, I, I, it's not that I haven't watched, like, like, here's the thing. I'm not watching Suzuki Izuka. It's just, it's just, it's an instant skip. It really is. I haven't watched one match. I, I, call me a bad podcaster. Call me a, a fucking shitty New Japan fan. I don't whatever. Uh, I'm not. I, I got. I got. A, I got a life. I ain't watching that shit. Um, yeah, me neither. I, okay. I, haven't, I haven't watched any of that. Good. Good. Um, but I. But again, I. I. I did watch Cobb and Elgin's matches. I, I have watched Zach and Tai Chi. Um, I, I did catch uh, Killer, Killer Killer Elite Squad. Um, Again, I haven't watched everything, so if that makes me a a a, a, a piss poor fan, then so so be it. But uh, I, again, what I've watched was it has been good. It just feels to me like, uh, and again, I, I and it's every World Tag League. I I, I think I want to take your attitude. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to take your attitude and 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 take it just take it for what it is and not not worry about the big picture to take each match. Uh, but I will go out of my way to watch that, uh, that match today. Uh, when I'm at the Eagles game tonight, definitely will watch. And I will, I will, I will text you your feedback. I will text, uh, Joel tweetable feedback that he can share with everyone. So while they listen to this and they scream at their car and they scream at their iPod, uh, do do people have iPods anymore? Not really. No, they don't really make iPods anymore. Do they? I think people most mostly listen to stuff on their phone. phones, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I liked iPods. Did you like? Did you have an iPod? No, I didn't actually. Really? I, I was a, a Sony Discman kind of guy, you know, massive uh, compact CD player in my pocket. Really? <laughs> wow. 
Oh, I like the iPods. All right. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? All right. So that's World Tag League in a nutshell. Uh, Joel giving his recommendations. Uh, me, not quite ready to commit as much, but um, I appreciate – here's what I appreciate out of you, Joel. The fact that you're willing to to stick your neck out for it and, and watch these shows and give give positive feedback on it, right? Um you know, you, 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 it seems like you're winning in this right now. It seems like you 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 found a nice little groove for yourself watching these shows, and keeping your expectations where they are, and then walking out of it pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not winning, and that's Arsenal, because Bournemouth have just equalized on the stroke of halftime. So, bollocks. Anyway, to, I, I, I do agree with your take that it's really hard to come in and talk about the World Tag League in an interesting way and actually have you know a hot take or, or an interesting angle. But I th- I've had a go, Damon, because what I've been doing is uh, tabulating a little spreadsheet where for each match, the person who gets the winning pinfall gets one point and the, the, their teammate, so the other person who's on the winning team who didn't get the winning tag, uh, winning pinfall, sorry, gets half a point. The person on the receiving end of the losing, whoever eats the pin loses a point and whoever's on the losing team but doesn't eat the pin loses half a point. Does that make sense? It does, and you're doing a great job with that. Uh, I've actually had people send that to me and uh, I think it's an outstanding job by you on this. So go ahead. Okay, so uh, John asked me uh, so far who surprised you during this tag league and I'll tell you who surprised me. In terms of uh, Joel's World Tag League power rankings, top of the table is Toru fucking Yano, if you believe that. So he currently has um, the highest points tally of 2.5, and he's followed closely by Lance Archer. So, again, uh, that might be quite unusual. That might surprise you, because I would figure by the end of this tag league, someone like Evil to be near the top of that. But uh, at the bottom, we've got Shota Umino, who has minus three and a half points, uh, followed closely by Hinare, Izuka, Yoshida and Nakanishi. So things are starting to even out elsewhere. So we've got a lot of teams where both partners have the same amount of points. So they're sort of alternating on who's picking up the pin for and who's eating the pin when they are losing. So that's LIJ, G.O.D., Finjuice, Tenkozy and Best Friends. Uh, All of those people are absolutely on equal footing, same number of points. So that shows you that uh, booking-wise, whoever's booking this game or whatever sees those people on uh, equal equal footing, as I said. Um, and in terms of where there are point differences between the partners, uh, we have Lance Archer, who has got... Uh, so all these people have got one point more than the other. So Archer's got a point over Davy Boy Smith. Elgin's got one over Cobb. Yoshida's got one over Umino. And Page has got one over Yudro. So that's one point differentials. Again, I might expect that to even itself out as the, the tag league goes on. But maybe just a little hat tip as to who they see as the... Uh, slightly superior wrestler there. And then we've got some other teams where they have a two-point differential. So that's Suzuki over Izuka, Nagata over Nakanishi, Makabe over Hinaro, and again, strange one, Yano over Ishii. But uh, I've mentioned earlier the mitigating circumstances of that, the fact that one of those pins that Ishii took was from Zack Sabre Jr. And if rumours are to be believed, that's going to be setting up a um, British heavyweight title challenge from Zack. So... My takeaway from this is that we are starting to see who the pin eaters are. So guys like Izuka, Nakanishi and Hanare are the clear pin eaters of their respective teams. So by digging into the numbers, you can get a bit of information about who uh, Gado sees as the superior guys, who's been protected, who's been pushed and who's expendable. I think it's a great job. I mean, truth be told, that that, that whole chart that you created, uh, and again, a, a little tip of the cap to... I mean, there was... 
There's some. Do you know who you kind of lifted that from? <laughs> that idea. Yes, this idea came from one of our listeners in Japan. You can see on Twitter at Kuni Saito one eight eight, who ran a, a similar document through the Super Junior Tag Tournament uh, with uh, the same algorithm. So I'm just doing a, a shiny Excel spreadsheet version of it. All right, good job by both of them, uh, both of you and them. Um, for that because i think it makes the world tag league that much more interesting to see who's eating pins as you like the pin eaters and uh and again hopefully give some insight of the the value new japan places on each of those guys all right uh i know we have lots of uh we have a lot of internet issues today joel um so uh what else we got i don't want to i don't want to break the bank here when it comes to the internet connection side of the, the value New Japan places on each of those guys. All right. Uh, I know we have lots of uh, – we have a lot of internet issues today, Joel. Um, so uh, what else we got? I don't want to break the bank here when it comes to the internet connection. Okay. So I just wanted to talk to you about World Tag League ticket sales. So I was just looking at some of the venues and how many tickets they sold for this tour and what kind of ticket sales they're doing for previous New Japan events. So just one example is the Shibatashi uh, Cultural Center. So this World Tag League, they've done 1,426 seats as opposed to last year in a Road to Destruction tour where they did uh, 1,026. So it's up 400 seats this year. And that was a, a nothing card. It was all multi-man tags. So it seems that either the product is hot or people are coming out for the World Tag League action because it's usually a yearly destruction tour stop. In 2016, it also drew uh, 1,051. So again, down about 400 compared to this year. Main event there was Farley, Yujiro and Chase Owens in the main event versus Goto, Okada and Ishii. 2015 drew a similar number, uh, 1,053. So uh, like I said, they have about 400 up from the previous three years in the same building, which again, you could either attribute to the tag leak or just to the general hotness of the products because it's been a destruction stop every year since 2013. And comparing the tendencies for this World Tag League and last year's World Tag League for the first six nights. Now, the caveat to this is that these are different venues, but if you tabulate uh, all six nights, 2018's World Tag League is up in total over six nights, 2,883 seats. So coupled with uh, Wrestle Kingdom and the uh, New Year's Dash ticket sales, um, apparently fan club applications have tripled for the Dash um, it just seems, like, again, either the World Tag League is hot or the product is hot in general. This is uh, exciting times for New Japan. Yeah, what, what are you leaning toward, though? I mean, realistically, this sounds to me like the product itself. Right? I, I can't imagine people are, are clamoring for the World Tag League. It's more of, let's see the people that I see on TV and the people that I'm hearing about and, and the fandom that is growing. In, in... And again, the, the fan club applications, The it's it's... You know, we can complain about certain aspects of, of the product, and which we do very well. But truth be told, the, the, the product is strong, and, and, and people are enjoying what they're seeing, and 400 seats is nothing to sneeze at. So, yeah, I think and, – and, and what? Almost 3,000 uh, overall the entire tour. So, yeah, I think that speaks volumes to, to the, the product itself and, and the fact that it's capturing a new audience. And I think a lot of this might be down to LIJ as well, because uh, the main event for all of these shows has featured LIJ in some form. Only one of them has actually been a main event with um, a World Tag League match, which was 
I think LIJ against uh, Team Awkward. All the others have been either six-man or ten-man chaos against LIJ tag team matches. So I think people are coming up because they they want to see LIJ. They want to see guys like Evil and Sonata and Naito and Shingo and Bushi. So I think there's a lot to be said for that as well. Yeah, uh, them and you know just the idea of the brand itself helps tremendously. So yeah. They're on top of these shows. You can't you can't point a finger and say, "Well, this is Kenny, you know, doing this." Uh, this is this is on the backs of uh, Chaos and Lij and um, and the brand. Absolutely, yeah. Akada, Rob Pongi, three K. Um, they deserve a mention as well. And also during the Super Junior Tag Tour, uh, they uh, Roppongi three K were headlining a lot of those shows. So I think uh, they are seen as genuine stars as well in in some capacity. Right, uh, next thing I wanted to ask you about is this uh, RevPro match we got lined up on January the 6th with Zack Sabre Jr. against Pack, Bastard Pack. So the interesting thing about this, apart from the fact I'm excited about it, I think it's going to be a quality match, is that it's two days after Wrestle Kingdom, so January the 6th, and I think it's like a 13-hour flight from London, uh, from Tokyo to London. So uh, what do you think the implications are for Zack and the possible title match against Ishii and possible appearances at new year's dash well uh one i think didn't wasn't cody last year in, in a very similar situation where it was almost like the next day he was he was wrestling somewhere else and it, it might have even been somewhere in europe so uh i don't know i i would th- i think both the 16 hour flight I mean, he would have to get – he would legit be right off the plane in the ring. So I don't know if if, if that's a possibility. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know the logistics. But uh, are, you, are you asking me if I'm looking for a winner here of, uh, for the for the British title of uh, Ishii and, yeah, Zach. and Zach? Zach, yeah. Hmm. I think he – I mean, I should actually say, caveat to this, is that the match isn't official yet. It's not up on New Japan website or the Wikipedia or anything. So I don't know if they're just waiting for the World Tag League to finish because both Ishii and Zack are in the World Tag League. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have that match at Wrestle Kingdom. It would be disappointing, yeah. But uh, again, the fact that it's not official yet does make me think twice about it. Right, they can't announce it because of World Tag League, right? That would give away... Two teams theoretically that are in the mix would be, you know, kind of eliminated, right? Um, I just think it happens. I think it happens at the dome. I, I, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a um, 90% certain you'll see Ishii and, and Zach at the dome. Okay. And uh, how excited are you to see uh, ZSJ against Pac? Hey, that's a dream match, right? That's, I mean, when, uh, unfortunately, for a lot of people, um, they're not going to commit themselves to watching the Dragon Gate, and that's fine, you know. But he, but but he's there and he's doing quite well, um, and and giving a nice little spark to Dragon Gate. But for for a lot of people, this is the first. This is one of those you know, again dream matchups. These dream scenarios when he was when he walked away from WWE. So yeah, I mean, uh, I saw that. I'm like, all right, I can't. I one, it's in the cockpit, if I'm not mistaken, 
and I was I was there. Um, I, I like that little venue. Um, small place. So for the, for the people who get tickets and, and and are able to catch that at, in that location and in, in that venue, God bless because that's going to be fun. So uh, yeah, I can't wait for that to be relived on their released on their network and. I will be sitting on my comfy couch making sure I catch that one because it's going to be good. Okay, well, let's uh, dip into a few questions then. Uh, both of us are a bit pressed for time, so you tell me, Damon, when it's time to wrap up, okay? Right. Uh, for, we've got one from the Discord. Okay, we're done. Uh, Jared let's says, wrap it up. Jared <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, you keep hinting at Juice possibly leaving over the past few episodes. How much about this can you share with us? And can you say on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 means he's leaving, what's the likelihood of Juice remaining in New Japan in 2019? Now, we don't want to give away our sources, you know, the, the very few sources that we do have, Damon, but... Uh, on that one to ten scale, so ten being that he's leaving, one being he's staying, um, where would you place Juice Robinson on that scale? Six, six. Uh, and uh, here's the thing: it's just um, he's a name that I've heard a couple times from more than one person, right? Um, the, two people, to be exact. One that I didn't tell you about, but one that we both shared together. So um, it's not like I, it's. You know, it's just the name that we've heard. So I'll I'll give a six for right now, and that's really about all that I that I know. Okay, a question from Lorraine, a burning question: Is the housekeeper safe from Scampi? Yeah, she will be fine because Mally has taught her how to use the water spray to keep Scampi at bay. So hopefully that works. Um, I like this question. Brent says, replace one character in your favorite horror movie with an active member of the New Japan roster. Please and thank you. So my favorite horror movie is the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I'm going to replace the character Kirk with Tomohiro Ishii. So Ishii is going to walk into the house and when Leatherface ambushes him and whacks him on the head with a sledgehammer, Ishii is going to totally no-sell that and leading to an amazing chop exchange that will go on for about an hour and 27 minutes. Um, Damon, favorite horror movie, and who would you swap in New Japan wise? I've never really watched a horror movie. Like, what do you consider a horror movie? Like, because I, I, I like, 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 like Texas. I never saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I never saw like Freddy Krueger movies. I never watched them. Um, I'm trying to think. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, no. anything like that? No, I, no? I don't like being scared. <laughs> I really don't like my wife. My wife always wants to go like around Halloween. She always wants to go like on a haunted hayride and shit like that. And I'm like, I ain't fucking doing that. I don't like being scared. I don't like people jumping out and startling me because I start swinging. Like my first instinct isn't to laugh or giggle or be, oh, I'm my first instinct is to have my keys in my fucking knuckles and to knock somebody's fucking head inside out. So I can't go to those things because I don't like being scared. And so I don't like going to – like people who go to movies, like sad movies, like, oh, I went to go see Schindler's List. I wouldn't pay two fucking cents to go see Schindler's List. Not because it's not a great movie. It's just I don't want to walk out of a movie feeling depressed. Like why would I want that? Why would I want to feel these things and pay money for it? Ah, oh, no, I don't. I don't do that. So um, I don't want to be scared, Joel. Um, so I don't. I, I can't answer that question. So that there's something that you know about me. I don't. I, I've never. Ah. I've never watched a horror movie. Well, there we go. He, 
even though you haven't answered the question, we've learned something about you, David. <laughs> so we'll take that. And I think I answered the question pretty well. Good. Okay. Jacob says, hypothetical scenario, Kento Miyahara, Pete Dunn, Johnny Gargano, Walter and Seth Rollins are available. To sign one of them, you must sacrifice one of Okada, Omega, Naito, Tanahashi or Ishii. Would you do it and with whom? I would swap Kenny Omega for uh, Kento Miyahara. I think Kento would be a great fit in New Japan. What about you? Yeah, he would be. I mean, but I, I really feel like I would be doing that for my own personal reasons as opposed to what would be the biggest growth potential for New Japan. So on a personal scale, I would do exactly what you just mentioned. But on a on a I mean, can could you turn down Seth Rollins? Um you know, I, a few years ago, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. I thought he was great. But since he's had his injuries, I think he's lost a step and maybe not so reliable health-wise in the long term as he once was. It's a fair point. I just think for overall growth, Seth Rollins showing up. Let's just, okay, let's just fantasy book for one second. Real quick, because I'm not the biggest fan of it, but let's just do it anyway. He shows up at Madison Square Garden. I mean, again, contracts being contracts, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Let's just say it could just happen. Him showing up at Madison Square Garden, you don't think that place would fucking go berserk? Oh, it definitely would. Just uh, it wouldn't be my pick out of those names. It would it would be something that I, I would see the upside in and would be excited about. But uh, from those names that are listed, to be honest, I think he might be near the bottom, actually. I think, uh, yeah, Kento's my favourite. I think Pete Dunne is awesome, and he's so young as well. He's definitely got room to grow, and I think he's one of the very best wrestlers that WWE have got at the moment. Uh, Gargano, you know, I'm not into the melodramatic bullshit, but when it's time to go, he can go. Like, the match he had at TakeOver last weekend with uh, Alistair Black was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that match, so he's a tremendous wrestler. And Walter, we've sung his praises plenty of times, um, so... I would have all of those guys actually above Seth Rollins. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I mean, from a personal standpoint, I would too. I'm just try- you know just trying to play devil's advocate with that one. Pete Dunne would be great. Wouldn't that be nice? I would do that right now. I would do that yes. right now. Can you imagine Pete Dunne against Zack Sabre Jr.? Right, Ooh. right, right. I would, I would do that right now. If you said straight up, Kenny Omega for Pete Dunne, would you do it? Yep. I think I would. T- I might do that too. I think I might do that too. Uh, let me all right, let me throw one more name for you. Well, Kenny's a pretty big name if you're going to go head to head. Would you do that for? Get you have to lose. Eh, I'm trying to think of somebody realistic. Now Kenny's a pretty. I would do it. I think I would do. I think I would do Kenny for Pete Dunn. I really think I would do it. Huh? Interesting. All right. Uh, next question, please. Uh, Swamp Camelot says, do you think Robbie Eagle showed the talent and ability to be a permanent member of the New Japan Junior Division? Now, we talked about Robbie Eagles before, and we do expect to see him back during Best of Super Juniors and whatnot, but permanent member of the Junior Division? I don't know if I've seen enough from him to say that he is on the level of uh, you know, an Ishimori or a Hiromu or an Osprey or a Kushida. Yeah, and again, I think what we were kind of speculating for him was he'll be brought in, he'll be like an ACH. Right, in the sense of brought in for tours and 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 uh, tournaments and, and events, but 
but maybe not so much a, a full-time guy, uh, at least in the beginning. Uh, you figure there's plenty of juniors right now, and they got their hands full with a lot of different directions. Um, so, yeah, I, that's where I see him fitting in right now. Okay, Derek says, making a case for Jay White to be wrestler of the year. Huge return from excursion at Wrestle Kingdom. Drove a wedge through chaos, beat Tanahashi on Okada in the G1, defeated Omega for the US title, took over as leader of Bullet Club Thoughts. Um, I mean, those are all, uh, I guess, kayfabe things uh, that have gone Jay White's way. Uh, and again, definitely in with a good shout for being uh, rookie of the year or, or most improved of the year. But uh, again, it's, if we're talking just match quality, I can't have him at that very top table for wrestler of the year. What about you? Correct. Exactly agree 100%. The match quality just isn't there. Everything else checks boxes, right? Uh, but he's not been able to put together that, that great pro wrestling match yet. Um, that, that one where it's a, – a, a, let's put it this way. He's been able to, to put, put together really good matches, and some would argue great, and some would argue very good. But there's never been a match of his, especially in this calendar year, where you just turned off the television and said, okay, that was fucking great. You haven't had that yet. So without that, it's hard for me to put you in wrestler of the year. For this company, you, you need to check that box, and he hasn't. Now – Fingers crossed. We're all hoping and praying that it happens at Wrestle Kingdom, right? Big stage against Okada. What a dance partner. Uh, this is the time to do it. So, and, and, and really, to me, that's the only thing that's, that's hurting him from breaking through, from being a super-duper huge star, um, is that he just needs that one match where everybody just turns off the telly and says, fuck, that was great. Um, hasn't happened yet. Okay, James says, is it wrong to like Izuka's biting gimmick, ironically? Uh, yes, it is, James. I suggest you seek professional help. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's gross. And uh, uh, I bet his breath isn't the mintiest and freshest. So uh, a double gross for me. And uh, sticking with the Izuka thing, Matthew says, do you guys think of Suzuki basically wrestling tag team matches himself? Do you think that he's just teaming with Izuka as a favor to his mate so he can get a payday and doing all of the heavy lifting? Uh, pretty much, but I mean, Izuka is a guy who's got a very long tenure in New Japan, so he's been around for ages. So uh, I think, again, this is just management throwing him a bone at this point, um, but I've got no interest in watching them wrestle. Yep, correct. Um, it's, it's a combination of all those of Suzuki bringing in a guy who's going to be a pin eater, right? Two, um, giving him work three, um, you know, lots of guys aren't on this tour and it's just an opportunity to have guys on the roster earn a paycheck. That's really it. Okay. Sue asks, which would you prefer Zach and Minoru IWGP tag title run or golden lovers IWGP tag title run once Kenny loses the IWGP heavyweight? Give me that Zach and Suzuki tag team, please. Any day of the week, I will take that. Uh, I really enjoy the golden lovers, but I just want to give me more Zach and Suzuki. What about you? Yep. I feel exactly the same way. A lot of, a lot of uh, exactly the same ways here. Uh, I feel exactly the same way about Zach. Um, How's, how's Arsenal doing over there, Joe? <laughs> uh, still 1-1. <laughs> we, okay. uh, yeah, we do this a lot. We, we sort of throw away the lead in the, the last few seconds of the first half, which is a really terrible time to concede. Um, and it's kind of going in slow motion at the moment. I don't know if that's an artistic choice of the, the TV station or if it's just my Wi-Fi oh. uh, circling the drain again. Okay. Um, um, okay, Markeem says, I know Damon says he's over the factions, faction warfare in New Japan, so realistically, how would he get rid of them? I mean, you can't get rid of the factions, no. can you? I mean, you could, but it just, I don't know. Like, it just, it's just a thing that's just, a, it's, a, it's a tired idea to me at this point, right? 
Um, it's you know people have similar c- complaints about heel authority figures. It's like oh my god, I mean, uh, we do we need do we need this again? It's just it's, it's just a thing that just you know it's it's kind of like the juniors or the or the never open weight where it's like come on get more people involved. We don't have to be the same thing. So. Um, I, I I can't see you getting rid of it. It's it. Here's the thing: as much as I don't like it, many people still love it and feed off of it. So who the fuck am I, right? Okay, uh, here's an interesting one. I wanted to ask you this for a while, actually. David says, "Either of you blokes dig pineapples on your pizza." Also, who do you think deserves a shot at the winner of Ibushi versus Goto for the Never Title at Wrestle Kingdom if Osprey can't go? And why is it definitely scampy? Uh, so, yeah, I I could do a ham and pineapple pizza, David. What about you? Yeah, I don't I I don't get the hate for it. To be truthful, I now listen. It's not it's it's not a go to thing, right? It's not a go to thing. Um, it's not like I I won't be like oh you know what i really want a ham and pineapple pizza like that's but like i kind of like the, the 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 sweetness of it like the 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 acidity of the pineapple the uh, i think it complements a pizza quite well actually um so no i i have no especially when i like i don't want big hunks of pineapple on it i like it when it's the ring and even there's like a little grill marks there's a little charring of it uh yeah, I mean, I th- here's the thing. I think people just like the bitch and moan about dumb shit. It's fucking good. I, don't, I here's what I don't understand too. Like, I live in a in a in a in an area where we have legitimately the best pizza on God's green earth. Between New York, Philadelphia, and th- that surrounding area, we have the best pizza on fucking earth. And I don't know if it's the water. I don't know what it is. It's the best pizza. Uh. Like, one, people who get, like, Domino's and Pizza Hut, ugh. Like, if you live in Iowa, okay, I understand. I get it. What are you going to do? But people here who get that, I just, like, ugh, Jesus Christ. Second thing is, if people with, like, just really shitty, like, non, they they like they don't challenge their taste buds. Like, that, that just, like, drives me nuts. It's fucking food. It's Flip delicious. Gordon, we're talking to you, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm just saying. Yeah, like people who don't try new foods and just just try it. If it, I don't know. I mean, I, whatever. So those people drive me nuts. Okay, but pineapple on pizza, well, yeah, I got no problem with it. Go for it. Eat it. It's good. Uh, and the other part of the question, I'm taking uh, Kushida, please, to challenge for the the never title if if possible. Yeah, that's that's. I think one it's name. about time he steps up to the the big boys. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. I think that's that's a that's a perfect name. I'll go for that one as well. A lot of again, continuing our trend of agreeing. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, too real for you says. What's up with Kitamura? Do you think he makes a surprise appearance at Wrestle Kingdom or New Year's Dash? Now I haven't heard anything about him apart from following his Instagram and seeing the enormous meals that he has and him still working out. He seems to look healthy if his Instagram is anything to go by. Uh, no news with Kitamura. Any thoughts on that, Damon? I haven't heard peep one, and uh, if he does show up, it, he's uh, he's going to be running down the aisle into the uh, Wrestle Rock Rumble, <laughs> um, opening the show. No doubt about that. Might be a good spot for him to go and win that, actually, if he is ready to come back. I thought he was going to win it last year, but uh, maybe that was a, a silly pick. I, I wasn't expecting uh, Kakehara to <laughs> be making a return Seriously. and winning that one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that was a good feel good moment though. Him coming back, that was nice. All right, one more. Then I got to get in the shower and I got to go cover this fucking nonsense. 
Okay, uh, Anders says, what do you hope slash want to see from New Japan in the coming year? Thinking new places to have a show, new wrestlers to bring in, storylines, everything goes here. I would like to see this AEW thing happen and, you know, not in a horrible way, but just have a clean sweep, get rid of all those guys, solve some of the roster bloating. I want to see Naito get uh, the IWGP heavyweight title in his grasps. Uh, I want to see Hiromu come back from injury. Um, I want to see Kushida move up to the heavyweight division. I want to see Will Ospreay move up to the heavyweight division to mix things up a bit. Um, so those are just some things off the top of my head that I would like to see. Oh, yeah, and they can come and do a show in Shaman. Although, actually, maybe I'm just being greedy there because, you know, it's only three hours from here to Tokyo. Uh, what about you, David? What <laughs> things do you hope or want to see in the coming year? Uh, I would like to see one of the following things happen. One, uh, a, a legitimate, real New Japan Pro Wrestling tour of the United States, where they do a show on the West Coast, a show in the Midwest, Chicago, a show on the East Coast, maybe two shows on the East Coast. You know, pick pick major cities, right? But pick real buildings and see what happens, right? I would I would love to see that on their own do a real tour, right? Number one, number two, yes, I like to see certain people move up. Uh, to heavyweights, Kushida, Will being those two. Uh, aside from that, I'd like to see them somehow secure uh, major, some type of major financing or business dealing or some type of, of American uh, money being pumped into to help grow the product. Now, specifically, what am I talking about? And it might be Access TV. It could be something else maybe a, a little bit more of a richer tv deal something along those lines so something impactful powerful uh along those lines to help them make more inroads in, in the united states um so yeah that's where i would go three more things i want to add to what you've been talking that i've thought of that one uh, i want a zach saber jr singles title run i want taichi in the g1 and i want katsuyo shibata back yeah i like that here's here's also what uh, one thing that i would want uh, I would want Joel Abraham to be involved in, in the, on the Wrestle Kingdom pre-show with Kevin Kelly, whether it be an interview or what have you. I want Joel Abraham to represent uh, the Super J cast on the pre-show for Wrestle Kingdom this year. That's what I want. That will be awesome. But of course, Damon, I already have commitments from that day because I've got my uh, the brunch with WH Park. So again, anyone else out there who is planning to be at Wrestle Kingdom and has got time to join us at 11am on January 4th, please send me a message so we can uh, get that all sorted out. Although we do have a table booked, uh, so it's going to be first come, first serve. But do let us know if we can expect you for that. Uh, so before I do the rest of the plugs, Damon, any last things you want to say before we get on our way? Yeah, there's two things. One, uh, again, make sure you do get a hold of Joel on that. that that will go quickly 20 20 is going to go in no time so please uh if you are in tokyo uh please reach out to joel um for this this again don't be scared away by brunch you know you're going to eat you're going to drink and have some beers it's going to be fun um i'm going to be hiding strong zeros under the table not going to lie <laughs> right right i mean this is this is a bunch of uh, don't don't be don't it's you're not going to get like an eggs benedict all right it's going to be a fun time relax uh, so that's number one. Number two, of course, is our Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, our store is there for the holidays. You want a t- I saw uh, you sent me some pictures of some uh, listeners wearing 
Super Jcast t-shirts, right? Where did I see that? Did you say yes, that? Yes, Jazz Keegan. Big up, Jazz. Yeah, from all the way in Australia. He met uh, Walter. He met Cody and Brandy Rhodes. He met, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Brian Cage. All whilst proudly wearing his Super Jcast shirt. So, Jazz... Well done, mate. We're very proud. Very proud. Thank you so much. I mean, and, and and again, you can be involved in the fun too. You know, uh, all you got to do is go to prowrestlingtees.com slash superjcast. Pick up uh, one of four fantastic designs uh, and get it for the holidays. Get it for yourself. You deserve it. What a year you've had. Pat yourself on the back. Reward yourself with a Super JKS t-shirt. Um, second thing is... And and the ooh. Black Friday sale still on. I should is mention it? that. That finishes... Uh, uh, November 26th at 12 p.m., uh, I think CST. I don't know what time zone that is, but you, it sounds like you still got one day left to get your uh, uh, Super Jcast t-shirt with uh, up to 40% off. God. No coupons needed. So, guys, no excuses. Just yeah. do it. It's so cheap. Right. You put it at the cheapest price point. What the fuck? No excuses. Jesus Christ. You know, we only ask one thing. <laughs> We're yelling at our listeners. <laughs> Come on. No, seriously, buy a T-shirt. Do it now. It's cheap. You got you, Now's the time to do it. Get on that, please. And it helps the show. So we definitely appreciate that. Second thing is, hey, uh, free, vote. Your vote can count. You know, you, you have an opinion. You 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 think we're, we're idiots sometimes, or you th- or maybe you think we're uh, right on point. Well, listen, now is your chance to have your voice be heard. Your vote. Vote. For our Super JKS year-end awards, you know it's the most important New Japan Pro Wrestling Awards every single year. Uh, the fans, the people, they all look and they all clamor. So, again, follow the link. Go to our Twitter account. The link's there. It's a Google Doc. It'll take you five minutes. Uh, but think about your answers because some of them are a little bit hard. But we need your votes. Um, and you, again, want to make sure your voice is heard on the Super J Cast Awards. All right, Joel, if you could, let's wrap this up. I got to get in the shower and um, scrub parts, as they say. Okay. Uh, again, apologies for the sound quality because uh, <laughs> we watching this Arsenal match. Hopefully we win. Uh, let's also give a big thank you to editor Dan. Uh, please visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films, and check out his uh, A Vodcast, which is a video podcast. And I am on the most recent episode. I so watched. if you want to hear me and Dan and his brother uh, talking about crap like, Brexit and electoral reform, then check it out. You, you watched it, Damon. What did you I think? I certainly did. Uh, it was good. I, I, I definitely thought it was good. Um, it, it, small technical issues aside in, in the beginning, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, I, I, I always enjoy listening to you. I think I think you're one of the funniest fucking dudes I know. So every time I, I, I get a chance, wherever you are, I'll, I'll give it a listen because you make me laugh. So uh, yeah, definitely check out the video cast. It's really good. All right, thank you very much for that. Um, also, subscribe to Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Excellent stuff on there. Give us a, a five snake review on iTunes and leave us uh, some kind words there. Please follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and goodbye. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. 
Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.